Kia ora tato. this is the blog post from the 25th of February 2021. What's Māori really and what does the breath have to do with it? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but I'm interested to hear what came up for you when you heard that title. Because Māori is often described as the life principle, life force or life essence. But what in the Māori dictionary.co.nz or Oxford dictionary for that matter even is that? How do you quantify it? Where, do you, where would you even start? And again, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, but while we're waiting on you to help me out with this, <laughs> straight up, you know your girl needs all the help she can get. Uh, we'll look into Hineahuone, the earth form maiden, the first woman. We'll look into her creation story, which might help us form some answers or lead us to more questions. Either way, a fun wānanga, a fun deliberation for sure. A quick summer, and here's a quick summary of her story. Hineahuone had all the things, misbuilt for purpose, was ready to go. Fashioned from the earth and imbued with expressions of each of the atua, with just one last piece remaining to give her heart a reason to beat, and thus bringing her to life. Tihei Maudiora. Just real quick there, I am really a big fan of that line, of that whole paragraph. <laughs> I really want to read it one more time, um, and I'm going to. <laughs> a quick summary of the story. Hineahuone had all the things. Misbuilt for purpose, was ready to go, fashioned from the earth and imbued with expressions of each of the atua, with just one last piece remaining to give her heart a reason to beat, thus bringing her to life. Tihei Maudiora. Okay, so there's a few kupu in here, so I'm just going to give the translation and then I'll get into the paragraph, otherwise it doesn't flow properly. So we've got hongi, which is the traditional pressing of the noses in exchange of that breath of life. We've got tāne mahuta, the atu of the forest and pursuit of excellence or pursuit of light. And we've also got iratangata, which translates to mean humankind. Okay, so here we go. Tihei maudiora. The hongi to trump all others from Tane Mahuta saw Hineahune come alive and Tira Tangata come into existence for the very first time. And I'm digressing a bit here, but I like to imagine what that moment would have been like. And I play it out in my mind and let it wander for a little. So if you're feeling the urge, do your thing, just push pause, and when you're ready, we'll come back and resume. I'll be here. I got time. <laughs> And surely this part of the story entertains the idea that perhaps, just maybe, there's some correlation between the breath, or hongi for that matter, and modi. Like, is that what the breath is? Our life force? That sounds pretty reasonable, I reckon, right? On a surface level, for sure. But I'm sure that someone probably comes to mind who, although they breathe, there's not much life to them. Or even someone who fits this description from my Uncle Martin. Well, you may go on and live until you are 90, but you're just as dead at 38, or whatever age, as you would be at 90. And the cessation of breathing in your life is but the belated announcement of an earlier death of the spirit. By Martin Luther King Jr. And we're going to let that one simmer for a little bit. 
Okay, so it's not just the breath, but it must play a role somewhere, somehow, because that theory doesn't allow for how we imbue Modi into taonga, like ceremonial pieces, weapons, jewellery, or fare and other things that don't require oxygen or breathing in order to function. It could be there was something more to the hungi, or the exchange between tāne and hineahuone, that when combined with the breath, set alight the entire universe in our baby girl. Perhaps Modi already existed within her, and the breath activated it, like how our genes are up or down regulated based on cues we perceive and interpret from our environment. Maybe there's something like that going on. Maybe there's Modi in all things, and the intention or the energy we focus on them flicks the switch. Maybe, gosh, what is this, maybe number 10? Maybe the story is describing the fertilization phases during conception. For instance, the eggs within the mama and the sperm within the papa, and it's not until they're united that life begins to form and grow. I don't know, there's a lot of maybes here. <laughs> a lot of intrigue in how we could interpret this kōrero and the story. But we must always come back to, so what? How's any of this relevant in our lives in a practical manner? What's the point of knowing this stuff or even thinking about the breath or modi and you know, what is it going to do for us? Well, we could approach it from a technical perspective, and the breath is how the cells in our bodies get their oxygen to do their jobs. From an emotional perspective, effective breathing calms and soothes your state of being. It boosts your immune system and a few other cool things. From a mental perspective, it gives you a sense of space to respond to stimuli and make sound decisions. Spiritually, it gets you out of your own head among other things. Each breath contains a sea of possibilities, an opportunity for new life. Hine Ahuone's creation story emphasises how imperative the breath is for our ability to live well, to harness the boundless potential within us and the capacity we have to bring about new life, whatever form that takes. So be intentional with your breath. Get to know it and where it's focused where your energy is being allocated, what affects or impedes it. The breath brought Hineahuone to life. What will it do for you? Tēnā tātou, Hana. Oh! <laughs> what an ending! The breath brought Hineahuone to life. What will it do for you? Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> and I don't say that pridefully or would like to be boastful but just reading back I'm like oh what a good way to finish and kind of wrap up that all. and I know this particular topic is one of my favorites because it's one that really challenged my thinking because I think I got to a point where I was bored with myself and the kind of ideas that I was putting up for this particular post. And I think some in the past as well. Like I think I was writing or there have been some posts that I've written just for the sake of getting it out. You know, not necessarily to present something new that I'd been thinking about. Or some new wānanga that I was wrestling with and I wanted other people to share their perspective on it as well. Um, but so I was getting bored with myself. And so I made a list of different ways I could interpret the story about Hineahuone. 
and this was the one that stood out and I was like oh okay this is really interesting I feel (laughs) you know it's enticing to me it's interesting it's intriguing and so how could I write about it in a way that might be a worthwhile wānanga and I love how at the end of it uh, towards the end but we must always come back to so what how is any of this kind of wānanga relevant what does interrogating that first hongi between Tane Mahuta and Hineahuone, what does interpreting the story from that perspective have to do with anything? You know, what's the point? And that's something that I've tried to be consistent with, with all of the content that I share, with all of the tupuna mā tauranga, the pūrākai, the whakapapa, the karakia, everything from our tupuna uh, has to be relevant. Otherwise, you know, we don't use it, it's not convenient, it's just another hassle on top of all these other things and trying to reconnect and trying to put food on the table or trying to be our best selves. Like, it's just another added thing that if you can't see how it's relevant, why would you do it? And so I keep that at the forefront of any wānanga I have and so I like that I actually put it in there. I know there have been previous posts where I've added it in but know that it's always something that I'm considering or it's one of the filters for content I share. It's like, well, what's the benefit of this or why would people even want to read this besides it being a way to preserve our kōrero? You know, beyond that, like, cool, okay, but how can we actually practically apply this to our lives? What is knowing this stuff or thinking about the breath or modi going to do for us? And so we've got the different perspectives there, technically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Each breath contains a sea of possibilities and an opportunity for new life. And I just love that. So many things about this post excite me. I don't know if you've noticed it in my voice, but... Hinehuone's creation story emphasizes how imperative the breath is for our ability to live well, to harness the boundless potential within us and the capacity we have to bring about new life, whatever form that takes. So be intentional with your breath, get to know it and where it's focused, where your energy is being allocated, what affects it or impedes it, because the breath brought Hinehuone to life. So what will it do for you? Like I just love that. I think that's so just perfect and then the example as well from Martin Luther King Jr well you may go on and live until you're 90 but you're just as dead at 38 as you would be at 90 and the cessation of breathing in your life is but the belated announcement of an earlier death of the spirit so making that reference or trying to really interrogate life force or that translation of what Modi can mean. Because, you know, you, I know some people where, although they're still breathing, like there's not much life to them. Or you could say that their Modi is quite weak or low. That I'm still unsure on how to, not measure it, but what kind of metric to use to describe Modi. And so I really enjoyed this post. I'm going to put it up there as one of the favourites, definitely, of 2021. Um, but as I mentioned in last week's uh, audio, uh, this is 209. This is the first post of year five of writing the blog posts every week. And so it's definitely the favorite of the class of 2021. <laughs> 
but really glad with how this turned out as well because it came from that place of being bored and being just borderline annoyed that I didn't think what I was putting out was up to standard and so I'm really glad with how this turned out and I hope you are too or that it gave you something to think about because the title in and of itself and that first line like what is Modi really and what does the breath have to do with it every single part of this there's a few typos in there even those I love (laughs) Um, but yeah hope you enjoyed this post and I will catch you on the next one remember give me your feedback I'm here for it and I love it and need it to grow and do all the things that I want to do too so appreciate you appreciate your time we'll catch you on the next one hey kona